Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to the Sport Finder podcast. My name is Ahmed Awuli, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Jonathan Clement from Can USA Sports. Jonathan, welcome to the show, buddy. How's things? Oh, doing great, doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, very well, thank you. Um, you know, soaking up all this amazing information that, I'm, that I'm, I am receiving daily from the sporting media tech world. Um, so, you know, life's good. Life's good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jonathan, um, so you're currently the director of media Re- relations at Can USA Sports. Um, we're going through, yep. or we've been through a bit of a digital revolution, especially in terms of media uh, and broadcasting. There's been disruption happening everywhere on all aspects. Before we, we get into all that, let's talk about yourself and your personal career where it all started mm-hmm. and where and, and what you're you're currently working on now okay yeah um well to be frank i uh i started doing uh working in sports as a merchandise guy uh back with the binghamton senators back in 2002 um i spent 10 years in the merchandising space and uh everything kind of <laughs> just fell into place from there i uh I started working in that space. We were brick and mortar at the time. Uh, obviously, since then and during my years, uh, online shopping became, <laughs> became the way of the uh, the future and continues to be now. Um, we worked through moving all the products of being online purchasable, shipping, uh, different things of that nature, setting up web stores that were orderable from. Uh, this was before eBay and Amazon were the regular uh, back in 2003. Um, they were starting, but hadn't really had that huge following and everything that they have now. Um, and then I turned to broadcasting in roughly 2013, I think is when I got uh, really into it. And, you know, when I got into it, it was still, even that short time ago, a lot of it was still being done. Everybody was talking about radio stations and TV deals and things of that nature. Uh, with Ten USA Sports here, we work in the Federal Prospect Hockey League, the FPHL, a single-A league. And we've transitioned completely. Uh, my broadcasts go out online. Uh, there's no radio station coverage. Not that we couldn't. Uh, it's just a cheaper alternative. And to be frank, we reach a much wider audience. Uh, and our broadcasts are no longer streamed through TV stations, uh, even though they, they do offer occasionally. Um, we go straight through YouTube. We have a direct connection to the customer, and that continues to evolve. Wow, and how have you have you guys found that? Like, has that worked out better for for you guys, or? Um, I think it's a, it's a it's a mixed bag. I think uh, financially, it's better for us. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, being to go direct to consumer instead of having to have that third party in a radio station and a uh, media outlet. Um, obviously, that costs money, and to be able to do it live from ours to them, uh, you cut out the middleman, you cut out the cost. So, I mean, that obviously is beneficial, but that being said, uh, 
everybody can kind of partake in those different things. So I think it's uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, if you will. Um, you kind of are more, you're having to be more engaged in working with your public more so than you did in the past. Absolutely. And um, in terms of engaging with your with your audience, how have you guys found your engagement levels? Have they increased? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, just social media alone has become the modern-day uh, review book, if you will. You don't have to wait for the Nielsen. Uh, you, you, get, yeah. uh, you get a report five minutes after the game. So um, it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting because it really shapes you, especially in my role as a broadcaster. Um, I handle a lot of the social media side anyway, so immediately I'm looking at, all right, this is what I think I did well. This is what people are talking about. Yeah. So instead of just self-critiquing, you have, in our case, 7,500 people telling you what they thought, and that can shape you. So it, it kind of dynamically changes your approach to the art of it as well. Okay, awesome. So you you guys are streaming through YouTube. Many yeah. others are streaming through YouTube and Facebook and, and other digital channels. How were yep. you guys finding the competition for for consumer attention? Um, you know, I think it's it's an interesting sports are an interesting uh, facet in as far as uh, battling it out because I think hands down uh, the top level sports are always going to be the top level sports. They're going to be watched the most. Um, but I'll tell you, I think the most telling thing for me, uh, one of our players had family that works in the NHL and. <laughs> One of my favorite photos, I put it on Facebook, is a photo of him listening to me calling game two, and he's sitting at the Bruins playoff game. So I think that the YouTube, the, the online feeds are allowing people to not only multitask, but allowing those people who may be wanting to tune into one game, being able to now aesthetically watch several games and become better informed, in theory. <laughs> better yeah, yeah, informed, yeah. but at least... Uh, more able to be a part of whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the whole tech side of things. Uh, okay. How do you guys see things developing moving forward? So, so now we're in a battle of, the, of streaming wars, basically, between the platforms. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of the audio of all these podcasts, platforms out there, Spotify and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Is there potentially a space uh, there for you guys to move into that direction? or? Um, I definitely think, um, I mean, historically, uh, professional hockey teams have participated in podcasting in a way that people don't really associate in having a weekly coaches show or doing things like that. They've been doing that for so long that I think it's just going to, flow into, okay, well now instead of just every week we'll have a coach's show, twice a week we'll have updates on the team, it'll be our, our own podcast and things like that. Um, I think that's definitely what's coming. I don't I don't know that it's there quite yet. Um, some teams are experimenting with it, and I really think that's going to be the uh, the way of the future because it's just the next step. Awesome. How does somebody like um, Can USA Sports monetize or – really make the most of a platform like TikTok? Um, in all honesty, I think it comes back to uh, comes back to just the thing that's worked for 100 years now, and that's getting out there and advertising and 
marketing it. Um, it's putting, you know, TikToks out there. Um, people are able to kind of do different things, but if you go in there and your mascot's dancing with the logo of one of your companies and that's your spot, I think it comes down to that marketing, that door-to-door going back to corporate sales and saying, hey, we've got a new opportunity that wasn't here last year. Um, and it's monetizing it that way at first. And then as time grows, I believe that businesses like TikTok, businesses that are doing those type of things, uh, will make it monetized, make it able to be monetized for professional teams and other teams or other people in the entertainment industry. Absolutely. Um, esports, huge, flying. Four, 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 four or five years ago, um, they were they were playing in competitions to win a prize of six hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. A few months back, yep. the winner of a competition won three million dollars at the age of sixteen. How, how yep. does how um, does hockey and whatnot? You know, um, do you guys get impacted by these sorts of leagues? Is there a, a way forward in terms of broadcasting? Do you, can you see you guys broadcasting through platforms like Twitch, so on, so on? Um, I mean, Twitch was definitely one of our discussions, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, we, we ran into some issues with, uh, obviously, in-arena law is a little different than, uh, than massive posting law, um, whereas people who are posting things can have sounds edited, can have things done, in their videos that can impact them. And that's one of the reasons we, we went with the YouTube angle is because they're, <laughs> they have a bunch of lawyers who know that. So, <laughs> um, but that being said, uh, Twitch is definitely something that, uh, that I think a lot of people are going to be looking to in the future. Esports is such a, a weird dynamic. Um, when you think about it, Mad- the Madden games, there's been a Madden football tournament since I was a child. So, uh, I think that'll continue to be a thing. Um, and just the people are watching it. So esports is going to definitely creep up there. Is it going to get to the level of the top four sports? I don't know if it will. It's definitely a thing right now. But as much as video, ga- as much as technology is advancing, video games advance twice the rate. So when you think about PlayStation is going to come out with a brand new system. Xbox is going to put out a brand new system. VR is coming out every other day with different things. Um, esports is going to be a constant battle to catch up and I think that's where your traditional sports your baseball, your football, your hockey uh, that's been the game there isn't a ton of updates the rules change a little bit but everybody knows what they're getting and with each new adaptation I think that esports is going to have to struggle to keep people coming back and keep them interested I'm very interested to see what they do to manage that and to make that work very valid point I like that a lot, actually. It makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. How are you finding engagement from younger audiences between the ages of 13 and eight, and, and this, uh, 18, or 12 to 18? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the top-tier sports, and I, I've been talking about that a lot, is the top-tier sports aren't pandering to, the, to that age group. Um, that's something at this minor league level we're able to do a lot of. We put our guys into skate camps. We put our guys into hockey camps. We put our guys into interacting with kids, you know, 12 to 18 years old. Um, that's our goal is to get them looking up to these guys going, wow, that's really cool. This guy was at my school. This guy was, you know, at my camp. And I feel like 
as I said, the top four are going to be the top four because, you know, mom and dad are going to watch it forever. <laughs> and the kids will just, you know, be into it because, hey, this is what me and my dad did when it was Sunday afternoon. Um, that probably more maintains the football, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but with the, with the advent of that and with us being as active in the community as we are, I think we're going to be okay with that. And I think that it's going to continue to grow. I worry about what it's going to be like as time goes on and other options present themselves like esports, like things like that. Um, but you know, I think that <laughs> they still got a long life ahead of them before anything really comes in and makes that impact. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Moving forward, we've seen streaming, we've seen esports, we're starting to dab a bit into VR. Where where is where is the path moving forward going? Like, you know, what does the future hold? As far as as far as broadcasting and sports. Oh, as far as broad as far yeah. as broadcasting and sports, yeah. um, I think everybody <laughs> constantly projects. Uh, about what that's going to be like. Um, the Olympics really put a big question mark on broadcasting and sports because um, the broadcasters broadcast from America called the event, and that worked. Um, you know, I'm a traveling broadcaster. I was on a bus for 17 and a half hours two days ago coming right. back from Georgia. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, would I rather call it from my bedroom? Yeah, probably. But, but that being said, um, there's nothing like the sound of a live arena and you're not going to get that. And I think that's what they found, NBC specifically found, when they did that coverage from the Olympics. You lose the atmosphere. You lose what it is. And I, I really think broadcasting is lucky in the fact that they have to be true to what they are. And so although the platforms may change, although the way that it goes out might change, although the equipment's going to continue to update and everything's going to obviously change, the true art form of it is going to stay exactly what it is, and that's going to work out well for anybody in the industry. Very well said, my friend, and I totally agree with you. Um, awesome, Jonathan. I mean, it's, it's been it's been awesome having you on the show. Uh, definitely learned a lot and heard a lot of great things. Um, before we let you go and wrap things up, where can we find you guys online? Uh, AlmiraEnforcers.com. We're uh, we're just getting kicked off into the season. Uh, we're live from our homepage every Friday and Saturday night on Mixler.com, and we have a YouTube link as well. Uh, it's clickable right on our page, so please check us out. And in the summer, AlmiraPioneers.com as well. Mr. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?